Hello. This is the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Thanks for joining us. Today, our director, April Bordeaux, will be having a conversation with Brittany Gibson, a Care to Change therapist, about grief and loss as part of our Women's Topic series. We appreciate you listening, and we hope we are continuing to foster practical solutions for positive change. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Care to Change's podcast. We are in the middle of a series, a women's series. I'm April Bordeaux, the director of Care to Change, and I am so glad that you've joined us uh, for this conversation. I have a returning guest with me, one of our therapists and our clinical manager at Care to Change, Brittany Gibson. Brittany, welcome. So glad you're back with us today. Thank you for having me. Today's topic is a hard one. No one really wants to Uh, talk about the topic of grief. And yet here we are. And usually, unfortunately, we don't talk about this topic and still until we are experiencing grief of some type, right? Um, And so you have been trained in different kinds of grief. I don't think the, the person necessarily listening who are normal listeners might be would know that there are even different types of grief. Mm-hmm. So before we get into that, um, I thought I would begin with just saying, could you give us maybe a definition of what grief is? We certainly know when we feel it, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean we can put our, our, our finger on what is it, how to identify it in someone else. So what's a good definition that you would use? So a good definition that I would use for grief is just the, the intense feeling of loss Um, overall, just feeling like you've missed something, um, something is being removed from your life. Um, and the reason I like to define it like that is because of the different types of loss that you can have. Um, not just the loss of a person, but just different, um, thoughts or memories or dreams, things like that. So just any type of, of something being removed from your life that you wish was still there. Wow. I mean, when you define it like that, um, feeling of loss because something is removed, Mm -hmm. um, that really covers a lot of ground. Absolutely. Uh, And so that sort of leads me into a question that might be helpful for our listeners. Um, What different types of grief might someone experience? So there's lots of different types that you could experience um, in lots of different areas. So there's um, functional loss. So, you know, losing the ability to do something physically. Um, A lot of times when people go into retirement, they're losing function too. So um, loss in that way. Um, There's material loss, you know, losing items in a fire or a natural disaster. Um, There's intrapsyche loss, so um, loss of a dream, um, things that you would want in your life. Um, People who um, struggle with fertility can feel loss there. Um, And then there's also different types of just relationship loss or losing a person. Um, So lots of different areas, lots of different types, and we all experience grief with each of those types of loss. Yeah, definitely. So to bring that to to every day, I mean, we think about we think about loss uh, in terms of when someone passes away, mm-hmm. um, whether it's a, a person in our family or a loved one or a friend or a pet um, that we feel close to, we definitely feel that loss. I think that's what people generally know that there's loss. I guess when you describe it the way you did and giving it different types of grief, we can experience loss when we lose a job. Absolutely. Yep. Um, We can experience loss when we move uh, to a different location. Mm -hmm. Uh, We could experience loss um, 
when kids move out of the house. Yes, absolutely. Even if it's it's for a good reason, right? They're graduating high school, going to college. There's still loss loss there. Involved in that. Um, And then I I think this one is interesting that you mentioned because I know I had to learn it in a very personal way in my own life. And that is the death of a dream. And Mm -hmm. you mentioned infertility. So when someone has a dream too, and then you fill in the blank, whether it's to be married or to have children Mm -hmm. or to live a long life or um, whatever a dream someone might have, um, not having that dream come to realization, there's some form of loss involved in that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So um, no wonder we're experiencing um, that feeling of, of loss and that deep hurt Mm -hmm. Um, that comes along. I think what people hear about a lot is um, these stages of grief. And so I'd like to talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. We've talked about what grief is, and there's different kinds of grief. And I think what's important to note is any major life change can bring loss, even if it's for a good thing. So you get a job in another state, you're going to feel loss at having to move and leave friends and family. So Mm -hmm. it's um, not getting, you know, the promotion that you were hoping to get, you can experience experience loss grief. there too. Yeah. So it's sort of a, you know, now it's an, our view can be expanded what it actually is. And right. so when we talk about these stages of grief, um, can you sort of lead the listeners to, and I want what I want to say to the listeners is if you have a question, a specific question, uh, about anything that Brittany's talking about, um, send us a um, text to our care line and we will be doing a Q&A session at the end of this series. And so we can respond to your questions during that time. Mm-hmm. So I know that especially with this kind of topic, it hits so hard. Yeah. Um, and in lots of different areas. There's so many, it can hit so many different places. So yeah. walk us through sort of the stages of grief and, and um, what people think mm-hmm. versus what we know to be true about loss and, and grief. So what we originally thought the stages of change were, were that they were linear. And so you went through each stage in this nice little package, and then you were done. And what we have found recently, you know, through research is that grief is now circular, meaning that you can come and go in different stages during different periods of your life. And so, you know, a lot of times people say, well, I I thought I was done grieving. I thought I was through this. You know, I I, I don't understand why I'm angry. I don't understand why I'm sad. But different things in people's life, like anniversaries or um, memories can, can trigger you to go back in stages. And so, you know, we can think that we are done but then something brings us back. And so you can feel all of those emotions just like it was the very first day. Um, and so a lot of times, um, you know, I've, I've, I've heard people relate it to losing someone is like losing a limb. It heals, but it's not fully complete. You're kind of always missing something there. And sometimes that happens with some of the losses. You've healed in different ways, but you just don't quite feel complete. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a great way of, of describing that. Um, can you identify what the five I heard you say anger? Yeah, so we've got, you know, denial, anger, sadness, bargaining, bargaining, and then um, acceptance, right. acceptance being the last one, right, right. Um, you know, um, and that that kind of what one of the things I say to clients when they come in, and they have lost a loved one, um, in whether it's through divorce or through death or, mm-hmm. or through anything is, you know, for one full year, 
Um, because people, there's this pressure, like I need to move on. I need to quote, you know, get over it. And they feel upset because loved ones or people close to them give them a time limit, sort Mm -hmm. of this unspoken time limit, like, um, it's time, you know, it's time to move on. It's time for you to, it's someone else's prescribing the time limit for grief. And, um, something that I heard once and I share with, with clients is, you know, for one full year after that loss, whatever it is, whatever kind it is. And I'd like for you to tell me if this is a, an accurate way to say this. You can't even begin to ex- move into that acceptance and, you know, um, living life without that limb, so to speak, mm-hmm. because of the anniversaries, the first, there's the first the Christmas, first, yeah, there's the, the first, first New Year's, there's the first birthday, there's the first time you, you know, if it's a child moving on, I remember the first time they took a walk. I remember their first tooth, like for that first year, those important dates and reminders Mm -hmm. can bring up, bring back any part of that whole circular part of grief. Right. Absolutely. And so even, so for one year, um, there, it's not even fair to even expect that of anyone. Right. And, you know, we could probably argue well beyond a year, right? Right. Well, and they say even for the first year, not to make any major decisions, not to um, make any changes or because that's a really high risk time. That's a high risk time for substance use, people turning to alcohol or drugs or other forms of coping because Mm -hmm. our emotions are just really raw at that point. Mm -hmm. And so that first year, really not making any changes because those things can really impact you later down the line. That's great. That's a good, great advice. Don't make major changes, at least within that first year, go through all four seasons. Yes. Uh, before making any major decisions uh, in life after experiencing some or coming to terms with, you know, if it's, is if it's not loss of a person, you know, loss right. of a job, like, don't make a major decision for mm-hmm. a year. Um, yeah. um, and that sounds like a really long time. But then there's this other piece, you know, um, people who have been married, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 years, and they lose their spouse. I mean, a year seems so short. Absolutely. So to some, a year is like, wow, that's a really long time not to make a big decision. And then others like, well, if you were married 30 years, uh, you know, a year doesn't even begin to (laughs) cover that. Right. Not even, not even close. Yeah. Even close. So um, I appreciate you saying that. Um, when we talk about types of grief, um, Mm -hmm. have you covered kind of all of the different types of grief? I think so. Yeah. So we have material, so losing, you know, belongings, relationships, intrapsyche. So that would be kind of the loss of the dream, um, functional loss or role loss, and then, um, systemic loss too. So as a whole, if you have a a community going through something, Mm -hmm. we can lose things at a larger level too. Okay. So if I know someone or I, or uh, as a listener, I, I tuned in because gosh, I know I've lost somebody. I want to help. I, I need to know what I'm going to do. Or my best friend lost fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, I need, I need some answers. So if that is the person listening today, um, I, I'm glad that we could give them, you know, definition and a little bit of a timeline and really validate these feelings are real. They're going to come and go in waves and in different times and spaces, but What do I tell a person that I know is grieving? Mm -hmm. How do I help a person who is grieving? What do I, what can I do as a friend or loved one with someone that I know is hurting? So I think the first thing to do is just to validate that person's loss. Because depending on the type of loss, it may may never have been validated for them before. And then just allow them the time and the space to grieve. 
um, you know, I've worked with people and they say, I just allow myself 20 minutes every day to feel whatever mm-hmm. comes to me. I, I work through it. I cry or however I work through those emotions. And then I try to go about my day. So they allow themselves the space to, to grieve whatever emotion comes to them. And then they try to work through the rest of their day. So I think allowing yourself the time and the space to grieve in which, in whatever way that you, um, feel is most necessary, um, you know, writing, journaling, writing letters to the loved one can be really helpful. Um, and then also to trying to integrate into your life that loss. What does your life look like now without that loss? And mm-hmm. that's really the hard part, right, of, of mm-hmm. trying to move through the stages of grief is trying to integrate that loss, whatever it was, into your life. And what does your life look like now? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. Um, and, y- you know, I, 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 I was thinking of the term guilt. Um, because at some point, you know, if there's other loved ones in the home, um, that didn't pass away or someone else gets the promotion Mm -hmm. or, um, someone else has a a child or there's a celebration of some sort and you genuinely are happy, uh, for another person, or maybe even for yourself, there's this element of grief. Like, um, am I supposed to be happy without fill in the blank, whether it's, you know, am I supposed to be happy without this person here? And now I feel guilty. um, Because if I am happy, does that mean I don't love that person Mm -hmm. anymore? So can you speak a little bit to what guilt means? And how Mm -hmm. what's a good way to reframe that? Mm -hmm. So and I think that's a good point, too, right? Because when we when we um, lose someone, and then we move on, we feel guilty for that. Mm -hmm. And I think trying to separate those emotions, because you can move on, and still be happy and still feel those guilt, those feelings don't have to go together. And so trying to untangle those a little bit, they don't have to be mutually exclusive. I can be really genuinely Mm -hmm. be happy for that person for moving on or or for getting that promotion and still be sad that I didn't get those, Mm -hmm. get it. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, emotions can come together and you can have all of those um, and still be genuinely happy or moving forward, Mm -hmm. um, while still feeling some of that too. Yeah. Because, because emotions aren't linear, like you said, even stages like stages of grief aren't linear emotions aren't either. Mm -hmm. And so we can feel mad at the same time that we feel sad and we can feel happy at the same time that we feel disappointed. And so it can be confusing and sometimes overwhelming. Um, talk a little bit about, um, supporting, um, yourself in this. So if I came to you and I said, I'm in the middle of this, I, I can't get through it. I, I can't see the light of day. I don't understand. I can't, I can't live without this appendage, right? Yeah. I, I don't know how to function. What counsel would you give to me to help me help myself? Well, the first thing I would ask you is, is what you're doing to take care of yourself right now. So, you know, going back to, to physical health and to, um, you know, are you eating well? Are you sleeping Um, um, are you drinking lots of fluids, like keeping yourself hydrated? Mm -hmm. Um, are you doing things that are important to you? Activities that you enjoy a lot of times after a loss, um, that, and that grief, we withdraw and we isolate and we don't do the things Mm -hmm. that we once did. So trying to get back to some sense of a normal routine or things that you enjoy, some structure to your day, Mm -hmm. um, you know, trying to put different things into your life that bring you joy, that bring you purpose and make you feel important, um, as you're kind of working through those feelings as well. Right. And I know for, 
for me and for people um, listening and for people who come to Cure to Change, not everyone, but faith is a component of that too. Absolutely. Um, and so we never want to be trite mm-hmm. with um, words or counsel that we give to people and say, pray it away or have more faith. We never want to come across as, as trite. And yet we know that faith is an important element of support mm-hmm. um, and looking at a grander vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes that's what we have to lean on as well. So I love that you mentioned taking care of our bodies physically, mm-hmm. um, grief um, and loss and emotions feel so much stronger when we don't have good sleep, mm-hmm. uh, when we're not eating, getting the proper nutrition, when we're not hydrated, when we're not moving our bodies, when we're not breathing well. And so those things that we tend to just, you know, grab a fast food, stay up yep. late at night, those things tend to work against us being they able do. to really gauge our emotion and really have them under control rather than um, being under control of our emotions, really. Absolutely. So um, those I'm, things can overtake pretty quickly. I'm glad that you said that. That's good. Um, all right. Well, I think we're about out of time um, for today's podcast. There's so much more. There's so many places we can go when it comes to grief Mm -hmm. uh, and loss. And so I know for our listeners, we might be just sort of opening, touching the tip of what it is um, that they're experiencing. Our purpose for these podcasts really are just to give um, little snippets of help and information, Mm -hmm. um, be a resource. Again, if you have, if you're listening and you have questions, you know, type those, text those questions to our care line. We will answer those if you feel like, gosh, I'm um, grieving something that's so long ago, I don't even understand why I'm still grieving it. I would invite you to reach out to us and let us um, help walk you through that process because it might be more than just grief, right? Absolutely. It could be something um, from way beyond, um, way way in the past. So um, if you're grieving, if, if what you're doing isn't helping, definitely reach out. Um, you're not alone in that. Um, we all experience grief and loss at some point during our lives. And so um, we're here for you. We have people who are trained to help. Um, send us your questions. Give us a call. That's why we're here offering you practical solutions for positive change. Thank you all. And we'll see you soon. You've been listening to the Care to Change podcast, where we discuss practical solutions for positive change. Don't forget to view the show notes for resources mentioned in the conversation. Please reach out to us through the care line at 317-979-7133 or at help at caretochange.org. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube as well. Thanks for listening, and we hope to continue to foster practical solutions for positive change.